Good morning to Sri Sri Radhakalachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees in this new year, 2022. So we get another opportunity in these bodies to recommit ourselves to our pledges, our increasing our sadhana, praying to follow in the footsteps of Sri Sri Guru, Mahaguru, and setting an example for the world. So see, the, the whole world can live in one house and have different opinions, but the bottom line is that we agree that there is one supreme personality who has many, many names. So today is the fifth day of January, 2022. We're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. And with the mercy of Guru, Srila Prabhupada and all the Vaishnavas, the Guru Parampara, Sri Sri I certainly pray that there's something that's said today that can assist someone in their path, in their knowledge, in their goal, hopefully, of self-realization. But before we read the Nectarian scriptures of Srimad Bhakatam, we like to establish a place of love in the temple. I sing in Jaya Radha Madhava. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jairad Madhava Kunja Bihari Jairgopi Janavalava Kirivaradari Jai Gopi Janavalabha Kirivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajachara Ranjanan Yashoda Nandana Brajachara Ranjanan Yamunatira Vanachari
Yamuna Tiravanachari Jayaradamarava Kunjabihari Jayaradam Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopishanavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopishanavalaba Kirivaradari Yashura Nandana Prajacharanjanan Yashura Nandana Prajacharanjanan Yamunatiravanachari Yamunatira Vanachari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jaya Baladev 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev Jaya Jaya Subhadra Subhadra 
Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai Nitai Gora Haribol Haribol Hari bol, nitai goro hari bol. Jai, jai, shila pavar tati jai, jai, shi, shi. Shimagbhagvatam ki jai. Again, we're reading for Shimagbhagvatam, first canto, chapter 12. And this particular chapter is covering Pariksha, Maharaj Pariksha, the birth of Maharaj Pariksha. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Text 28, and feel free to uh, read the shloka after we read it together. Ignashi tatma yatati yo munivyasa sutara show. Hidvedam ripam gangayam yas yati arho puto bayam. Ignashi tatma yat. Yataro, yatati o munivyasa, sutara show. Idvedam ripam gangaya, yasyati arhakuto bayam. Ignashitat mayatoti o munivyasa, sutara show. Idvedam ripagangaya, yasyati arhakuto bayam. Yashitatma yatatiyo Munyaviyasa sutadaso Idvedam nirpam gangayam Yashyati arhokutopayam Ignyashita Having inquired of Atma Yatartiya, right knowledge of one's own self, 
Munehe, from the learned philosopher, Vyasa Sutta, the son of Vyasa, Asul, he, Itva, Witting, Idam, this material attachment, Nirpa, O king, Gangaya, on the bank of the Ganges, Yasyati, will go, Ada, directly, Akutabayam, the life of fearlessness. Sakshi, forgive me, you had, I, I'm sorry, you should have given you the opportunity to read the, uh, the shloka. Feel free to do that. I don't want to skip anyone. That's okay. Do it from the heart. Yignashitatma yatatiyo. Munivyasa sutaraso. Vedam nirpagangayam. Yashati bayam. And the translation here is after inquiring about proper knowledge from the son of Vyasadev, who will be a great philosopher. He will renounce all material attachment and achieve a life of fearlessness. Again, translation is, after inquiring about proper knowledge from the son of Vyasadeva, who will be a great philosopher, he will renounce all material attachment and achieve a life of fearlessness. In the purport here. Material knowledge means ignorance of the knowledge of one's own self. Philosophy means to seek after the right knowledge of one's own self. Or the knowledge of self-realization. Without self-realization, philosophy is dry speculation or a waste of time and energy. Srimad Bhagavatam gives the right knowledge of one's own self. And by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, one can get free from material attachment and enter into the kingdom of fearlessness. This material world is fearfulness. Its prisoners are always fearful as within a prison house. In the prison house, no one can violate the jail rules and regulations. And violating the rules means another term for extension of prison life. Similarly, we in this material existence are always fearful. 
This fearfulness is called anxiety. Everyone in the material life, in all species and varieties of life, is full of anxieties, either by breaking or without breaking the laws of nature. Liberation or mukti means getting relief from these constant anxieties. This is possible only when the anxiety is changed to the devotional service of the Lord. Srimad Bhagavatam gives us the chance to change the quality of anxiety from matter to spirit. This is done in the association of a learned philosopher like the self-realized Sukadev Goswami, the great son of Srila Vyasadeva. Maharaj Pariksit, after receiving warning of his death, took advantage of this opportunity by association with Sukadev Goswami and achieved the desired result. There is a sort of imitation of this reciting and hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam by professional men, and their foolish audience thinks that they will get free from the clutches of material attachment and attain the life of fearlessness. Such imitative hearing of the Srimad Bhagavatam is a caricature only, and one should not be misled by such a performance of Bhagavatam Saptaha, undertaken by ridiculous, greedy fellows to maintain an establishment of material enjoyment. Om This is an interesting time that we're living in. If it has not occurred to us that it's an interesting time, we are still sleeping. Most of us it's always incorrect to say all because I have no contact with everyone in the material world all over the planets, but most of us are well aware of the changes that are taking place in the world. 
Or should I reverse that? Some of us are well aware of the changes that are taking place in the world, and most of us are not. We're stupid. It reminds me of, um, and we are going to talk about uh, Parikshit Maharaj, but it reminds me of the court gesture that the king would hire for his entertainment, for the court's entertainment. And the court jester would do all types of silly tricks. Sometimes he had this gift of bouncing one or two balls up in the air. And for a while, if there's nothing on your mind, you're just totally involved with these balls that are going up. And after a while, he tosses more balls up in the air. And you're watching the balls and more balls. I'm saying that to describe somewhat of an analogy that's going on right now with us. Inside these walls, some, and more so outside the walls, where there's so many balls that are being bounced up in the air, we have forgotten our attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We have forgotten that we are his children and his children alone. We've forgotten that no matter what goes on in this world, no matter how devastating it may look to us, no matter how hopeless it may look to us, Krishna is in control. Yes, he has the greatest sense of humor, but I don't believe, and probably don't quote me on that belief, because I don't know every move that Krishna makes. No one does. No one ever will. But he is very sincere and dedicated in his purpose of taking care of his devotees. So even though things may seem like they're toppling down around you, it's somewhat of an illusion. Over the years, depending on what age you are, what you've seen, what you've experienced, you've probably seen different things in life that seem like they never, they shouldn't even happen. But even in the midst of it all, there is a purpose behind it, as is the birth of Emperor Perkshit. Here's the son, well, here's the grandson of Arjun. Who has such a lineage, such a lineage of profound experience, power. What to say of him being in the womb of his mother, Uttara, and having the most superior weapon, crossed into, at him, in his womb, in the womb of his mother. And having the experience and even the remembrance of Krishna coming in the form 
I'm thinking maybe the size of um, maybe the tip of the finger, fingertips. What do I know? I just know he was smaller than I could ever imagine. To be in full form and full opulence in the womb. So that King Pekshit could understand. This was a most unique, amazing, loving, protective personality that was saving him from a certain death. And I understand that, hmm, I don't get this right, I'm close to it, but the uh, prediction means examiner, someone that's examining. All of his life, we're to understand that he was looking to find this personality that came to him and saved him for a most glorious life. He's been described as a king of kings. Even more so, let me get this right. The strength that he has is amazing, almost insurpassable. Son of Subhadra. He was likened to how Bali Maharaj, one of 12 authorities of devotional service and correction, he would be the father of kings who would be like sages. He would also follow in the footsteps of the Lord. Now, I didn't say he was the Lord, but he would follow in the footsteps of the Lord. He would be like his grandfather, Yudhisthira, or Burma. There's discussion on the descriptions of both of them as grandfathers with mental equanimity, regardless of the behavior of those who were in his care, which meant he was fair if you were high on the social position or low. Whatever harm you caused, whatever crime you committed, whatever you did or did not have, he didn't treat you any differently. And as I was alluding to earlier, he's very much unlike those that are in the world now who, to this day, argue among themselves, probably on a regular basis, and they're supposed to be intelligent to be protecting the world, not just in any particular country, but all over the world. And they've totally lost sight of what one in the position of power does, not only outside those doors, but sometimes inside the doors. And especially right now in the age of Kali Yuga, where things seem to be so totally confusing. This may surprise you, but you will have those that will come into an establishment of religion and try to tear it apart with nonsense. This is a time when we should be on guard at all times to understand deceptivity that's taking place in and outside, to establish a relationship with Krishna, because 
life is fleeting. And we will never know from moment to moment what can and will happen. We take advantage of the moment that we wake up in the morning from the and the time that we take rest at night. We take it as a given. Well, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up and do all these things in the morning. It's a, you take it for granted. There are people who lay down at night and their bed becomes their cooling board, which means their deathbed. Step by step by step. Padam, padam, padam. There is danger at every step. Even with Maharaj Parikshit, when I said he followed in the footsteps of Lord Krishna, he had such potency that there were certain things that he was capable of doing. Um, Krishna gave him certain benefits, boons, call them what you want. But him accepting the curse of the Brahmana's son, because the Brahmana's father was offended by the snake that Berkshire Maharaj wrapped around his father's neck because he thought he was ignoring him when he asked for a drink of water. He did not have to accept that curse. He could have dismissed it. He could have just totally eliminated the curse. But as a wise king, he understood where we were in the world. He had everything at his fingertips. But he was not attached to the material world. Very unique position for one to be in today. Because most of us don't understand that position does not guarantee us a happy life. Lakshmi, residence, love of our lives, perfect jobs, positions, they do not guarantee us a perfect life. And I always think about when I pick up the newspaper, which I make it once a week, because everything is just repeat, 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 and the names are changing. It's so depressing. But I always think about the lives of those that have so much Lakshmi, and yet they're so unhappy, and yet they're taking their lives and they're taking others because the material world is not the all in all. You sit here, those that are here in presence, those that are listening in the neighborhood, the devotees that are listening on internet, and those that will hear this as it travels around the world must understand that you're being given a unique opportunity. And Pariksha Maharaj was one of the many that showed a life of sacrifice and how he could detach from the material attachments in the world and how he took to God consciousness, Krishna consciousness, and how he took to following the Lord. Because after everything has been said and done, you will get to a point in life where you will realize you will never, ever, 
ever be satisfied by the desires, the material desires that you have. They don't mix. They don't go together with Krishna. Lakshmi and Krishna, Vishnu, they go together. Anytime Lakshmi is out of the presence of Krishna, it's illusory. So that's the point of interest. Don't try for Lakshmi without the association of Krishna. Try for Krishna. When you do, all the things that you need and want and desire are going to come to you anyway. If they don't come to you, they were not supposed to come to you. That's the same theory on things that we want in life. We must remember that Krishna is not like a fast food location. The temple is not like a fast food location where you drive up to the door or the window and you have this list in your hand of all the things that need to be corrected in your life and you just run down the list of, uh, Krishna, I want this and this and this. This is not right. I want that corrected. That that Nope, won't work. Krishna knows your heart. Krishna knows what you need, when you need, and how you need it. Rikshit Maharaj had all these things, and yet he gave it up because I look at it as being an example of, I don't know if you could say a martyr, I don't know if you could say he was a martyr, but I would say that he had reached the height of everything that he could possibly want. He was a wise man. And he knew that this opportunity gave him seven days. So he thinks to himself in seven days, this is most important. This is what I need to do with my life. And for seven days, he took shelter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. For seven days, he read and understood the relationship he had with Krishna, the relationship, who was Krishna, what his purpose was. He knew these things. But he wanted to understand all the things one needed to know at the end of their life. Don't wait until you're older uh, to find that out. I was fortunate, very fortunate. But of course, I was brought up in a religious environment, and I understood God, Jesus, Christ, Son of God. My parents gave me that foundation, and I am much appreciative of it. But I've also been given the opportunity at a late stage in life to discover my relationship with the Lord. And if you're fortunate enough when you take shelter, usually when you've taken diksha, you will begin to understand who you are, why you're here. Every single one of you is here for a reason. There's something that you need to straighten out before you leave this material life. And you have the opportunity this very single day, this very beginning of the year, to determine 
what it is, how to reach it, to get instructions. And this is where you're supposed to get it from, right here, or from the association of a devotee. Most of us went through the last two years without really reaching out to anyone and talking and sharing with what's going on in our lives. Some of us are no longer here. Those that are here, consider yourselves given an opportunity that maybe you didn't even deserve, but you were given, for another chance again to find out your relationship with the Lord, to understand that your purpose in life, bottom line, main purpose among getting back home to Godhead, was that you understand that you are the servant and Lord Krishna is the served. Somehow or another, that description has lost its true meaning. When you are a servant of the Most High, the Omnipotent, the all-powerful, the all-loving, God. Whatever your desires are, are all already manifested. They're just not laid out before you yet. You're not ready for it. So it would be very nice if those of us are listening that we would recommit ourselves not to some resolution, which we probably are not going to keep, but to Krishna. You have an opportunity right now to commit yourself to Krishna because there must be a reason that you think you should be here. No accidents. Krishna is here in all of his Archivigra forms to take your association. You have the opportunity to have darshan with Krishna to understand that he is present, in our presence right now, and that after the lecture, or any time you walk into the temple, you should develop some communication with the Lord so that when you walk out the door, you're still in contact with him. He should be on your tongue and your mind 24-7, because there is no other protection in the world. Trust me, I've looked in all the years. This is the only saving grace, the only one that I come back to because there is nothing else out there in the world that will hold you together in sanity, that will protect you, that will love you, that will care for you like the Lord, if you allow him to. But what that requires is that you drop your guard, that you drop the ego, that in this particular year, you don't go around trying to find fault in someone else, in what someone is or is not doing, because all the time in our mind we're pointing at some individual or some situation. All these fingers are pointing back at us. Look at yourself first. What is it we need to change and adjust to have a better relationship, not only with Krishna, but with others around us? And what that sometimes boils down to is that we may need to change some things in ourselves in order to get along with others 
or in order to fit in the scheme of the lives that we are being surrounded by. We've been given a very simple process of ultimately doing this. When Lord Chaitanya touched ground, Navadweep, over 500 years ago, there was a purpose behind his birth. Dweta Acharya is calling, and the world has just totally gone to hell in a handbasket. It's really. And he is calling for the presence of the Lord. Lord Chaitanya is requesting that we chant the Maha Mantra. Simple. So simple sometimes it's so complicated. Srila Prabhupada narrowed it down to 16 rounds a day. Even if you've not taken Diksha, initiation, chant. I'm getting to the process of getting some stability in your life. Sadhana, chant the Maha Mantra. Read, read Srila Prabhupada's books. Take proper good, solid association of a devotee. Whether they've been in Krishna consciousness one day more than you or years, establish a relationship, a Krishna conscious relationship with someone. Because as the years have proven themselves within the last two years, you're going to need it. You're not going to be able to get through this world without having someone that you can trust Someone to talk to. And if you are so fortunate as to have internet, to have a connection with the internet, because now we're not so much doing things uh, face-to-face, listen to learned devotees, sannyasis, gurus. Take the time. This is a perfect time to listen. Most of us, from what I recall, we're working at home, so we've got a little bit of leeway in how we use our eyes and our fingers at home when there's, we've got the computer in front of us, but we have so much more flexibility to establish ourselves with a closer relationship to the Lord. Take advantage of that. Because as Kali Yuga progresses, from reading the scriptures, you're to understand that it will deteriorate more and more. And you will have to have some security in getting through this age of Kali Yuga. The process of devotion, uh, in addition to the reading, the association, the chanting, and the listening, The process of devotional service is a key to getting on that path, that straight path, back to Krishna. But that really shouldn't be your goal. Your goal should be devotion. Because on that path, whatever it is you're supposed to have, you'll get it anyway. Just do your duty. Serve. If you do nothing else in the year in addition to what you did last year, serve Krishna. Serve Krishna's devotee. And I emphasize serve Krishna's devotee more because 
Krishna doesn't need anything from any of us. He has everything. He has us. Serve Krishna's devotee. Krishna will love that. Serve them in the mood of, I'm serving Krishna's child. I am his child. I am part of this family. And we should operate more on the level of a family, not more on the differences that we visually see because even those are illusory because these material bodies, we are not. The soul that resides in these material bodies, that's who we are. We're all connected. We're all one. And if we could establish that in the temples of Iskan, in the temple of Dallas, even for those that don't come regularly, if we can establish a position of unity when they come in, they should be able to see us interacting in such a way that they want to become a part of this. We are to be an example. Not that we are the only ones, but we have a responsibility, especially now as the world goes into 2022. I have no idea what's going to happen from moment to moment, but what I do know is that I refuse to leave the shelter of Krishna because over time he has become my all in all. Over time I have experienced the mercy that he so wonderfully, fairly gives to his children. Each one of you here and each one listening, you're a child. He doesn't discriminate. Serve him. Serve his devotee. The protection you will have would be amazing. The anxieties that you feel will gradually disappear. The fearfulness will be replaced with fearlessness. We should not be here in this world, in this Dom or anywhere, fearful to take a step outside our doors, to walk around the block, to go shopping, to do anything. But things have been established in such a way that we are fearful at every step. And that's not a child of God. That's not what Krishna wants us to do. We have to boldly claim that we are children of the Lord. And like, quote, Star Trek's go where no one has ever gone before, in this mood of faith, of Krishna consciousness, we're going to have to be warriors. 2022 requires warriors, spiritual warriors. And you could either stand in the front of the line or the back of the line, but stand in line nonetheless. Because... If there's anything I can share with you, it's that that is your best position in the world, in association with a devotee of Krishna, in the shelter and the association and the footsteps of Krishna. There is no other position. And Parikshit Maharaj decided to lay down his life and in the last seven days of his life, 
which he could have extended, he sacrificed it as an example for us to, in a sense, they had this saying in the Baptist church, get right with God. But in a sense, we should take this time to get right with the Lord. We should take this time to take association and shelter of the Lord in what he offers. You may not have another chance. Recently, and I'm sure uh, um, someone will go into it, but recently we lost a very dear uh, devotee. And what's interesting is that in this particular case, I, I just remember one thing, and it stood out. All the time this devotee just he went around serving, just nose to the grindstone, head down, serving, regardless. Never saw him complaining about anything, but during Kartik, I noticed particularly, uh, and, and I think uh, one of the devotees mentioned it on our WhatsApp, he was extremely enlivened during Kartik, and even I gave him my attention. You know, as a, as a, as a, Brahman in a, a body of a female, we're supposed to be, to not look at things. I'm, I'm a child of God. I can look at anyone. And I, I carry myself in such a way that whether you're in the body of a female or, or male, I'm going to speak to you. But there was something about this individual that got my attention. He was so enlivened in his service. During Kartik, that after the sessions in Kartik, I would make it a point to stop by his table because he had the most, he had the biggest smile on his face like he wanted to serve and he wanted you to stop by and take the Maha Prashadam. I noticed that. I don't know. None of us know what was on his mind at the time. But I know that he shined like a star. He really stood out. And it is unfortunate whenever we lose a devotee. It is very unique the way most devotees, diksha and no diksha, how they leave their bodies. Very unique. Some, one minute they're here, the next minute they're gone. And we will probably see more of that, which is an indication that we should appreciate each other while we are in these bodies we'll come across each other again because the very fact that we're here means that we've crossed paths before. It is no accident. We've crossed paths before. But we should take more care of each other. We should be more concerned with each other. We should emanate the capacity of a child of God, of a devotee, of someone who has taken the instructions of the scriptures of Lord Chaitanya, and we've taken them seriously. Because no one knows what will happen the minute you walk out that door. And if you were so fortunate enough to have appeared here today, counted a blessing because you've been given another opportunity to get it right, as have I. I am repeating. I am reading from the scriptures. I am not perfect. I am constantly learning 
But what I do know is that for the last couple of decades, this has been my shelter. I have not regretted it for one moment. As we're reading about the birth and so forth of Emperor Parikshit Maharaj, we'll understand how seriously he took his responsibility. And even though none of us can be him, we will at least need to understand the purpose of why we should just shake, shake up our lives, just shake ourselves up and realize, what am I doing here? What am I supposed to be doing? Where do I see myself one year from now, six months from now, five years from now? Be on a progressive path. Otherwise, you may not be so fortunate next time as to appear in a human body. It's a very dangerous game that we play when we assume, ah, if I don't get it right this time, I'll get another body. You have no idea out of the 8,400,000 bodies which one you come back in. There are 400,000 in the humanoid form, but they are not necessarily this humanoid form. There are other, they're on other planets. They're resembling humans. They are humanoid. There are 8 million other bodies that you can take <laughs> shelter of. Treat this life responsibly, respect it. Respect those that are committed to it. And if you can in any way, assist them. But more so than anything else, assist yourselves to understand you may have more than seven days. Berkshire only had seven, and he used them wisely. At the end of the scriptures, at the end of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna tells you, just let everything else go. Follow me. Take shelter. It's up to you. We've been given a choice. Either you do or you don't. I found that when I do and I follow, and as you follow, it will make sense. Krishna will be more apparent in your life. You'll understand this was the right thing to do. So do it. We will read uh, the balance of the process of Berkshire's life and how it followed. And I would encourage you to, if you have the opportunity, you know, we all can take the opportunity to go back and reread the scriptures, to go back, to listen to those that are speaking from the Srimad Bhagavatam, whether it's in this temple or whether it's a bona fide guru or representative of Krishna consciousness on the internet. Take shelter. Start at least this year to start managing your life in such a way that if anyone sees you, you don't even have to have tilak on. You just emanate the spirit, the energy of a devotee. Be an example to someone. Krishna will love that, I would imagine. Be an example of a God-conscious individual. Do what you can to assist others. See everyone as a family member. See everyone outside of these material forms. These are like vessels that our spirits are contained in. Treat each other as family. Help when you can. Serve as much as you can. Take shelter of the Lord. 
by any means necessary and by any legitimate spiritual means necessary. Take shelter. I assure you, you will not regret it. If there is something that is causing you a problem in the process of following, talk to someone. This is perfect and complete, the whole process. I encourage you, I implore you to follow it. Continuing to read from the scriptures, and I will just say this, just this. How you live your life, how you come into the world, how you live it, how you leave it, everything you will ever experience is in the scriptures. Read the scriptures. Read Srila Prabhupada's books. You've got a problem, open the book, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, flip a page, and you're right where you're supposed to be. There is no excuse why anyone in the presence of someone reading from the scriptures or a devotee that is following properly, there is no reason why you cannot follow the scriptures and eventually go back to your original home. This is not it. And for as long as you're here, you will realize this is not it. But when you take shelter of Krishna, when you have the protection, when you have the understanding, the bliss, the knowledge of Krishna, you can live here and be okay. You can live in hell and still be okay because you have the Lord with you in the heart. You are never, ever separated. You have never at any point in time been alone. Krishna has always been with you. And I pray that during this year, you will become more and more aware of it. You will share it with others. And you will see what your responsibility is this year and carry it, carry it out to the fullest. So I'm going to end at this point. Does anyone have any comments or anything you want to share or an experience relating to what we've read? Anything you want to share before we end at this point? Ah, it's rejuvenating, Shakshi, to have you here, to have your presence. Uh, Deepak, of course, yours. I'm sorry, did introduce yourself, Prabhu? Dipenda Sharma, he is vis- do you have been here before? Well, he's, and he's sitting in on the class also, but it is a wonderful opportunity that you've been able to step across the threshold of the temple, the front of the back door, because not everyone gets in this place. So you've been given a special pass to liberation. Take advantage of it. Um, and stay with us as we continue to read about the birth of Emperor Parikshit and the other personalities that Krishna is allowing us to experience so that we will understand no matter where we are in this world, in life, that it is not a hopeless or a lost cause. We can always take the shelter of Krishna. He is always available to us, and when he is not, it is because we do not want him to be there. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Jai Sri Sri Radha Kala Chanji Dham Ki Jai